Welcome to the Free to Be Show. Happy May. Today is Cinco de Mayo, and it's also um, the kickoff of my new theme, which is working for your ultimate joy. And of course, of course, I have the, the best guest for that, who I will reveal right after this. Hi, my name is Cordelia Gaffar. I'm the ultimate joy goddess. I help you to create sustainable practices of self-nurturing to discover your ultimate joy through workshops, retreats, coaching, my books, this podcast, and speaking engagements to co-create your sacred experience. What does that feel like? For mind alignment, for your yoni, more movement throughout your day. For your stomach, the best nutrition to nourish your body. For your heart, acknowledging your emotions. For your brain, more sleep. Work with me so that you can be replenished. Are you aligned in your four minds? Be free with replenishment. Hello again. So today I am pleased to introduce you to yet another one of my amazing friends. Um, Alex Dumas is the CEO and founder of Abundance Daily Coaching and vice president of the BIPOC Coach Collective. He's an expert in sales and marketing with a track record generating six figures in revenue and six figure launches. He has a background in psychology and a decade of, of leadership experience in the nonprofit world. But the best thing I love about Alex is he also knows what it's like to do everything that's expected of you, but still feel empty. He struggled for years, but hid behind jokes and seeking approval so he could fit in. And it was really a mask <clears throat> for the pain and loneliness that he constantly felt. And um, today we're going to talk about working for your ultimate joy. So now, you know, him being a husband and a father with years of deep personal work behind him, he is all about abundance. Welcome to the show, Alex. Hey, thank you. Great morning. Thank you, Cordelia. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, um, I, I want to talk about this, you know, so my theme, when I say working for your ultimate joy, I was really talking about like work, the way you view work, right? Mm -hmm. But let's play with this a little bit. <laughs> so um, would you say with your background and your backstory that you work for your inner joy? Yeah, that's, I think that's, the best place to start, that's where you get the most ROI when we bring it back inwards, because for a lot of my life, it was the inverse. It was what's out there that's going to fill me or what's going to complete me, right? And I would find all sorts of different things to try to fill that void. That's what I call it. It's a void. It's more like a portal because it just takes you a different dimension of, of, of possibility and at that these phases of my life, it wasn't very possible, or at least I didn't see a lot of possibilities. And once I started to 
rewire that and start looking at, all right, well, how do I bring my happiness wherever I go instead of you know searching? I call it someday island. Like when I when this happens to me, right? When my prince comes, someday my prince will come. When I get that, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be fulfilled. Then whatever you can fill in the dots, whatever applies to your life. But for me, that was the mentality and coaching uh, my family, all sorts of different experiences and, uh, and people like you who have entered my life have helped me see, all right, I can, I, I create that. It's not something that someone has to hand to me. I'm, I'm not like the, I forget which movie it is, but like more poets, sir. Right. <laughs> people are yes. happy. like that. That's what, that was me. Like, can I just more happiness somewhere, anywhere? It's like, Oh, this is, it's here. It's in me. If I, cut myself open, abundance will come out, creativity will come out. It could look like blood, but it'll it'll be <laughs> these things instead. <laughs> we'll get to that part later. <laughs> the blood, sweat, and tears of getting that happy out. Yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer, do not cut yourself. I'm not advocating. <laughs> I want to <laughs> just put that out there. Right. By no stretch are we encouraging again. people to cut themselves. Yeah. I heard on the free to be show, you're supposed to slice yourself open. Nothing came out. It's <laughs> a metaphor, losing. folks. It's yeah. A metaphor. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's great. Thank you for sharing that. You know, and I, I, I'm remembering we first met, I feel like, was that like 2018 in, in Rich Lipman's uh, community? It's actually 2020. Really? And, and here's a sidebar about that. I actually, I mean, knew of you, I was aware of you before that. Uh, Facebook would do these things, you know, suggested, rec you know, recommended connections, things like that. And I would see her, I'm like, oh no, she's like pretty powerful. Like, you know, I was really small thinking back then. And we wound up getting connected into the Kaleo project, which was Rich Lippin and his wife, Monique, ran that for 30 black leaders and coaches. and. You know, at the time, I was like, oh, my goodness, how the hell did I get in this room? Like, are they, do they know I'm supposed to be in here? Like, I guess I'll just, I guess I'll just creep in. But, you know, looking back, like, yeah, it wouldn't have been the same without me there, without you there and, uh, and uh, the amazing individuals we got to connect with and still have a lot of good friendships with. So, yeah, 2020 is where a lot of shifts happened. Yeah. I mean, for me, though, just so you know, I was aware of you like before that. That's why for me, it's like 2018. Yeah. But OK. <laughs> yeah, we were just in our circles. And I was like, oh, I want to like add her. But like, I don't know. And, you know, I was really hesitant. And I, I didn't want to. Like I said, I was, I was playing small in my mind. Like, oh, like, I saw you recommended your mutual friends and kind of just trolled on your on your page. Like, oh, she's doing this. She's speaking here. She's creating like man, I'm not even like, okay, I'll just, I'll, I'll stay here. I'll just shrink down. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with me. And, and, you know, I think this is very helpful for a lot of people because a lot of people probably feel the same way about themselves, you know? Yeah. And um, I like the way we're building this conversation from the inside out, you know, because for me, you were always Alex and I wanted to know you because I think, uh, Oh my goodness. What's the other guy's name? Jake Valentine. Maybe that's where I yeah, saw you yeah, before. Yeah. His speaker community. Yeah. Right. So I think originally I became aware of you there and I thought you were like me, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> like me, you know, so I, I just so you understand the perception, right? So you had yeah. one perception of yourself. Right. And I'm pretty sure everybody had a different perception of you. You know, I, I almost feel like uh, everyone can see your greatness before you see it. So why yeah. do you suppose that is? Yeah, that's a great question. I would, if we have to go into the inward game of that, you know, if we rewind time, take me back to when I'm like, I don't know, six, seven years old, I created this really great story of, oh, I'm not important. I'm not significant. My voice doesn't matter. I'm, you know, all these stories, right? And, you know, my, you see the title on the bottom on the life success creator. Well, I, at a young age, created a very powerful story of of suffering, of mm. of not success, of I guess you can call it failure, and that carried with me. This like that chip on the shoulder, like oh, I want to do this, I want to do something great. I can see it. I'm excited about it. The, it's pouring out of me. But whoa, 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 who am I to do that? Right? What, what if I can't? And then what if people see me fail? And just going down this ladder of consciousness, and it took a long 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 time to accept that and, and recognize oh that's not true that's a story that i created from as a small child some you know pretty much defenseless not aware not experienced enough to recognize that oh life is good i am a good person that great things are supposed to happen for me it's not a fluke it's not an accident when something great would happen i'd be like oh man it's that, that shoe's going to drop any second now. That train is coming anytime, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our words literally matter. Like, I created all of that. And, you know, looking back now, I can laugh at it and be like, oh, man, what a silly little guy. But at the time, it's real. It's like this terror, this ugh, inside of me, this constriction. And carrying that in, you know, when you interact with people, they don't really get to see the real you because I'm operating from this mass, this screen of, I'm not important. I'm not valuable. Hopefully they don't see that. Hopefully they don't get to see the real me. I can keep you at arm's length with my humor, my jokes, you know, my energy. But if you like try to like get a little closer, then I, I start doing like a boxing move. I start sidestepping, <laughs> dancing around. Like, you know, you, you can't, you can't get too close at least at that point. Yeah. Wow. And, and that is like the, the bob and weave that we all do, isn't it? When we're wearing our mask. Yeah. Yeah. I call it the hot potato, right? Oh, yeah. I can totally see that. Like, oh, Alex, you're really great. Oh, you know, you're, you're really awesome. Right? I just, I'll throw it right back to you. I don't even receive it. It's like, it's scorching. Like, nope, I don't even want to, I don't want to have the attention. I don't want to have the accolades, the acknowledgement, none of that. Just, no, no, you're awesome. That's a great shirt you're wearing. Oh, this guy, I got it on sale. You know, just deflection <laughs> right away. Like, I don't even catch it. Just, nope, I don't want it. Because my mind is, I'm small, I'm, I'm insignificant, right? That's my operating software. Well, not anymore. Like, no, not anymore. I, yeah. I've seen your operating software <clears throat> be uh, completely, um, what is it, switched out, yeah? Like you had a, <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't have an upgrade. You had like a whole like new system installed. Yeah, for sure. Tell me about that. Well, Let's see. Yeah. Tell me about that. And then I'll ask you the next question. Yeah. Well, with that, uh, I would say that journey really started 2014 where I you know, got my first venture into entrepreneurship with financial services and they're big on 
personal development and I, you know, I have a, a background in psychology, but I didn't really do anything outside of after college. Like I was managing group homes and stuff like that. And once I got, you know, hip to like Les Brown and Jim Rohn and E.T., all these people, and then 2016, finding my way to Did you call him E.T.? E.T. <laughs> what up? What up? That's, you know, he knows me. No, he doesn't know me yet. <laughs> Well, one day he's gonna be like, man, that guy AD, he, that's my that's my guy AD and ET. Like, we're gonna take <laughs> bump and stuff. But um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, 2016 is where I found coaching, and that's where I think the real light bulb started to turn on for me, where I could see a lot of new possibilities. People speaking from the stage of of just transforming people's lives. And fast forward, I think around 2018, 2019, as we're like the big bulb turned on where I found Rich Litvin, Steve Chandler's work and the Prosperous Coach. And I just got really immersed, you know, semi-obsessed into this possibility of what it looks like with service first. And I think that's the thing that, to answer your questions, helped reshift that because before so much of my attention was about me. What am I thinking about me? What are people thinking about me? And I started to see like, oh, how can I help somebody? Hmm. Right? Something really simple because that's something I'm, that's that's a core of mine, right? Just helping people being creative. And I started to see that as a real, real thing. Like, oh, helping people is a really good thing. Service doesn't go out of style. And with the clients I've worked with, I actually benefit a lot more from it. It feels like a cheat code. Like, someone going to find out, like, I'm growing more because of because of you yeah Yeah, it's it's really interesting so i I think it's been a combination of that like you said the deep work um my my family being supportive and 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 just encouraging me especially when the moments you know i'm sure you've experienced it where you're just like man why am i doing this like this is stupid like why nothing's happening right you might fall into those seasons and you just you have people around that are like hey come on let's Come on, pick it up. Let's go. You can do this. You can do this. You got this. You're amazing. You're powerful. And it's not people blowing smoke, right? Like they're giving like real things like, hey, you're powerful because dot, dot, dot. They're connecting it to something that's true about me. And then I build that up in myself. But yeah, you know what? I am a bad dude. Like I am. Like I've done this. I've done that. Yeah, you know what? I can do this. I can handle anything that comes at me. So it's just that shift in my mind that's been been very useful for me. Yeah, and your whole being, I would say, it totally resonates with through your whole being. So what came first, Um, the BIPOC Collective or your new title, the Life Success Creator? Well, the the Life Success Creator has been around, been in the ether for for a while. And I just stepping more into it, like just owning that more. Uh, the, The Collective, I found my way into Collective in 2020, like, right around the time that the Kaleo project was on. So it was really, you know, God is good. He's, you know, God is great. He's perfect timing. He knew that I was kind of looking for a new community and it just, it just shows up, right? When we get intentional, when we get committed to something that we want, universe bends to our will. And I found that group and it's, it's been really magical since. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited. I think in a couple of weeks we're gonna have like a a thing here in DC. Yeah. So to meet some people face to face. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. super exciting. Yeah. So shout out to Reem. 
Gwen, Kibi, for you know, what we do as the leadership team. And I'm really excited for all y'all to meet in DC. I'm like me not to be there, but if we have another one, when we do have another one, I'm definitely going to put it in my okay. calendar to get there. Cool. And I guess I'm overdue for North Carolina too. <laughs> yeah, way overdue. Yeah, it's been a minute, like a <laughs> long minute. <laughs> You know, um, I, I do want to bring this into the conversation, too. So we I really um, started to see you blossom once you um, invited me to the ultimate coach experience. Uh, when was that? 2020? 20, 20, 20, January 2022. Right. Yeah, the 23rd. So like a lot of people don't know that you were like in that original <clears throat> team, you know, yeah. and I, I feel like, like you <clears throat> like blossom into your greatness and then you were like, and my calling is over here. And so, you know, not that you've disappeared from that community, but obviously when you have a greater way to serve or a different way to serve, that's where you go. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? About the the experience itself, like the the event, or just with the community, your involvement in the event and how it propelled you to your next thing. Okay, yeah. So to give you all the the, the quick snapshot of it, um, the we're celebrating um, Steve Hardison, who's regarded as the ultimate coach. He doesn't call himself that. That's what outsiders, all of us, have nicknamed him. And we put together this event to, you know, honor this this book right here. This this bad boy, welcome to coach. And I was part of um that original team, so we had dubbed ourselves the Fantastic Four. So quick shouts to Judy Thurston, Xavier Marine, and Julie Westover. The the four of us had this idea of putting this putting this together. One, it was a semi selfish reason at first because we were going to do some work with a coach. I'm like, man, we got to create these funds. Well, let's put together an event, right? Let's, let's do a, a semi-fundraiser of it. Well, Steve and the coach, uh, Phil Weech, they got wind of this, and they were like, we're going to change the game. You're going to still do the event, but we're going to donate all of the proceeds to charity. Hmm. Okay, wow. And let me tell you, that took a lot of pressure off. I mean, we were excited about it, but and it started to accelerate. Because mm. now it's a bigger mission and a vision outside of ourselves. And this is the this is some of the conversations I was having with people. I was reaching out to. Hold on. Let's freeze frame on that part. Because yeah. I want to connect the dots between what you said earlier. Like your business really took off when you realized it was about service. And then the same thing repeated <laughs> when it came to creating this event. So yeah. repeat what you just said about yeah. donating all the funds and how it took yeah. the pressure off yeah we we found these four different charities to donate these funds to donate the proceeds to and i internally i think all of us you know all four of us three of us um found the pre found that pressure taken off because it's less about like can you come to this event for me can you do this to benefit me it's no we're donating this we're going to support these parents who have addicted loved ones we have these individuals in foster cares and in, in, uh, in the legal system and you know all these the other different charities so it became a bigger mission it became way bigger than us became bigger than Steve bigger than the book and 
these were the messages I was communicating to people. I was, <laughs> in my wisdom, I said to myself, all right, how are we going to put people in this room? Well, how about we find the people who are in this book that are alive that I can, get, I can reach and just ask them for help. Hmm. And, and that's a big thing for me because a lot of my life has been a, about trying to do it all. Mm-hmm. And then asking for help, that's that's really scary. That's really, that can be very intimidating. But I was, I was like a man possessed. I'm like, we got to get this done. We're going to get this done. And to give you some context, we did this all within 70, about 75 days. Mm-hmm. From November to January, we were on it and selling tickets and rolling people, asking people, hey, can you help us? Can you help us? Who do you know? Can you help? Can you help? And like I said, when we got committed, it's like a black hole. I, I dubbed this the black hole gang because all these different things started to happen where it, it, it couldn't happen with a small vision. Like I, I talk to teams and stuff like that all the time, like have a vision so big that other people can fit inside of it. And mm-hmm. this was a big, big thing. And sure enough, now it spawned into London and spawned into India and who knows where else it will go. I think it's going to go every continent by the time you and I are like, ooh, you know, <laughs> we're going to be hopping I, I don't know that either one of us will ever be that. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, we will be definitely uh, older and wiser. <laughs> yeah, older and wiser, and this movement is definitely going to spread because it's just inspiring. Uh, and I'm excited. I'm grateful that I was able to be a part of it and, and just be in that foundation. My DNA is in there of like, what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to you more about that because I'm going to interview for the ultimate coach podcast too, (laughs) but let's, you know, continue with our free to be discussion here. So I just wanted to bring that in a little bit because I felt like uh, your involvement in that, I saw you free up, you know, Mm. Um, after that. And I was like, Oh, okay. Alex got wings. Now he found out, he found <laughs> out that he could do stuff, you know? And yeah. then like after that, all of a sudden it's just like you were too, um, you were creating your own platform, right? Yeah. Um, and doing more of your own thing. You have your own podcast, right? Or is that on your know, in between seasons? No, it's it's still going on. So my podcast is called Love Serve Care. And back to 2020 and back to Cleo project that came like right at the end of it. That was November 2020 when I started it. And the whole premise of that program was about amplifying your voices and what better way to amplify than through microphone and podcast and record. So it's a three minute show when I do it daily. So I'm up to 905 episodes as, as of today as we're recording this. So wow. it's just, it's a part of me now. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I, I, I love your journey. And so, you know, what I'm hearing so far in this part of what you've shared, um, you you found out that you didn't have to work for your inner joy. No, it's, it's, it was always there. I just had to get out the way <laughs> and let it let it shine. Right. And yeah. Out, like you hear of, uh, um, the expression like from the Bible. Right farmer plants the seeds and sometimes the weeds are going to get it and the birds are going to get it and you got to let it just let it be literally your show free to be be free to be with myself and and not judge it 
not try to control it and just right. I have a I have a path. I have a focus of where I want to do, but I'm also open to to help. I'm also helping to people challenging that, and I'm also help open to people being a part of that mission. Is not a one man team. If someone's like, "Hey, I you know what I like what you're doing. I want to like connect you with this person." All right, great, groovy. Let's go. Hey, I want to support you this way or or help you out in this way. I I receive it for sure. Yeah. So tell me some of the things that, you know, now that you've been through your own journey with these uh, parts of you mm-hmm. in different venues, what is it that you see with the clients that you work with now? How, how do you um, facilitate <clears throat> life success? Yeah. The first place, and I think probably the most important place that we start is the language. You know, I talk to my kids about this all the time, that words matter. Hmm. And, and they get <laughs> <you're> like, <"Dad." laughs> like, not that again. <laughs> yeah, but listen, I'm trying to give you guys a 20, 30 year head start that I didn't have. I didn't start learning about all this stuff until my early 30s. So with clients, the language, right, of just I do a signature talk called how to communicate so that everybody wins. And part of that is looking at the internal conversation and then, you know, the interpersonal, like how you communicate with teammates and workmates and things like that. But it's, it's really starting with how are you, how are you seeing the world? Because how you speak about the world is how, is how you're seeing the world. And even what you speak out guarantee you, there's like 20, 30,000 thoughts that are just like, if it's like, man, I don't like this person. Whoa time out <laughs> let's 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 look at that a little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah we gotta explore that we gotta we gotta excavate right and i just think of it as me being like this explorer just digging looking for the golden people and trying to find this treasure and a lot of people they bury it they bury it deep and mm-hmm. i'm not a psychoanalyst i'm not a hypnotherapist i don't do that stuff but there is that correlation of it like hey we got to really bring out your greatness. That's what I think, what, what I know that I'm really skilled at is like drawing out someone's brilliance, drawing out the the real inspiring things about them that maybe they don't see. You know, I'll, I'll give you this one example. I was working with this woman in the military once and she was looking to transition to being a coach and she was sharing her background with me, this and that. And she's kind of in this place like, I don't know, like, how do I do this? And I'm like, hold on, let me, like gave her a timeout. I'm like, hey, look, can I tell you about somebody I know? And I just started reading back to her her accomplishments and this and I'm like, so which one of these people is the real one? Because the person here has been able to do all this and you're telling me that you're not able to. And I, I don't know if, if I short circuited her or whatever, but I can <laughs> see in her eyes like, wow, I've never heard myself like that before. I've never experienced myself like that before. Yeah. Is that a be willing to slow down and give yourself some credit. Like there's so much good and greatness that we all do. And we just, we just blow by because we want to be like, well, that's good. But like, you know, Cordelia is doing that. Like she's, she's really awesome. You know, and you know, who am I? And right. <laughs> we just totally bypass yeah. our greatness because we're looking at this other fence and like, you have some green grass here. Don't worry about the other neighbor's yard. Your, your yard is good too. 
Yeah, I like that example, you know, and, and also what I'm hearing there is her inability. Well, I would say to receive from herself, right? She was able to receive from you, similar to your story at the beginning, right? You were looking for it from the outside, but she wasn't, she was unable to receive from herself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just a, it's um, just a simple opportunity to be aware. And uh, when I work with teams, like I call them awareness sessions, like I just want to make you aware of this. I'm not here to teach you. I'm not here to preach to you. I just want to create an awareness, something you didn't see before that was there. And now what can we do with that? That's a fun mm -hmm. game. For me. That's where I like to play with people. Okay. So it is fun. It's not so, yeah. Cause you know, this is something that may be an aversion for people going into coaching. Right. Yeah. Um, because it's like, Oh, I have to actually look at myself. I have to slow down and look at my own grass. Like seriously, Alex. Oh yeah. my gosh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, tell them, tell them like now your jokes aren't for show. <laughs> it's no, like, no. It really is fun in games. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I, I, I think of it as a game because we're always playing. And when I'm working with clients, I'll say, that. I'm like, Hey, can, can we play a game? Can I invite you to a game? Because who doesn't like a game? If you and me were in person right now and I went tag, your initial, your reaction would be like, oh, I'm going to tag you back, right? There's no, oh, he tagged me. How do I feel about that? Am I qualified to tag back? Do I, oh, gosh, you know, just tag, tag back. I want to like, I want to play. I want to get engaged. I want to get on the field, as I call it. And with games and coaching, yeah, to your point, like, yeah, it could be this really deep, serious thing. But in my experience, when I'm having fun, when I'm playing games, that's when I'm my most creative. That's when I come up with my best ideas, when I'm just in a state of not worrying, because worrying is a big misuse of our imagination. I want to think about what's well, possible. Let's pause on that, too, because, like, when you worry, can you imagine you can imagine, but it's all the worst case scenarios. Oh, more yeah, likely. I don't call that imagining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't have another name for it right now. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, I'll give this example. Like my daughter, right? She's she's 12 right now. And she was talking about something while we were driving. She's like, oh, well, well what if this accident happens? And this, I'm like... I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, can we chill out for a second? Like, our words matter. I'm not trying to create a car crash right now and tumbling and flipping like that. Like, well, how about we just imagine, what if we in this place are doing what we're doing? We're having a nice smooth drive. We're having a nice conversation. We're enjoying some music. We're heading home to our destination. That's what's happening. That's what I'm committed to making happen. Now, sure, anything can happen. I understand that. I, I recognize that. I'm not in La La Land, Kumbaya. Nothing's going to ever hurt me. I'm in a bubble. And, like The world is, you know, things are going to happen. But I also get to create my reaction from it. I get to be in a place of, all right, that happened. Okay. How do I feel about it? Am I upset? Am I annoyed? Am I happy? All right. Next, on to neutrality. <laughs> back to my path of things aren't as good as they seem, things aren't as bad as they ever seem. I'm like right there, objectively in the middle. And our words 
matter with that. And when we start imagining worst case scenarios, it takes me out of this, it, it takes me out my higher self, my, my essence of I'm born and I live in abundance. If I'm thinking, oh, what if this person will not talk to me? What if this client doesn't sign? What if this didn't? Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> that's that's it, tough it, to make good things happen from that energy of, you know, think about like when you're like dating, hopefully I get this girl's number and, and she marries me. And <laughs> it's like you become real creepy. <laughs> like, I need you to love me. Like, no. And you relax. don't. Yeah. yeah. You don't need anybody to love you. Just you have to love yourself. Yeah. So it sounds like when you worry, it takes your agility away. And on the topic of agility, let's talk yeah. about your new hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so for you all watching and listening for the last year or so, my family's got involved in Taekwondo and my background is in football. I did some amateur boxing too. So combat sports, you know, competition, stuff like that. That's, that gets, that's the juice for me. That's really fun. And what I'm learning is that to be patient with myself, as we're talking right now, I suffered and I say suffered, but I experienced another injury, another little setback where I, right now, I think it's a calf strain. I was worried initially that I tore my calf because I felt a pop, but I'm able to put some weight on it. I'm able to move around. I'm, I'm limping. I'm definitely hobbled. But it's also in my mind, I'm thinking, man, I can't wait to enjoy this because now it's going to teach me something else that I need to learn about slowing down, about getting my body right, putting my 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 body in position and recovering and, and taking care of it. So however long I'm out, it might be a couple of weeks. I'm going to learn something really cool about myself. So you can't, so you're saying like you actually are off of the mat for a couple of weeks because of this injury. Yeah, possibly right now. I mean, the way that I'm feeling today, this just happened last night. I'm like, Ooh, uh, this, this is definitely something different. I haven't experienced an injury like this yet. So I'm going to definitely be careful because it's hard to push off, like really press mm -hmm. up on like my balls of my feet, but with combat and anything really, it's all a mental game. So I get to now look at how am I preparing? How am I eating? How am I, when I'm in the studio watching the other students and watching how they're moving and watching what they're doing and trying to pick up little pieces for myself and see how I can incorporate that. You get yeah. flexible, I can keep stretching. There's so many more things I can do. I don't need to necessarily spar and be as active in that case right now if I'm not at my best or at least I can't do it safely but I can do other things I can train my mind I can train mm -hmm. my body in different ways that I didn't think before so I get to be creative again yeah so you you can shift from the body to the mind and then yeah. back to the body again you know and instead of and, and I like that you brought that up because we so you're having an opportunity to be in your body with Taekwondo, yeah. but synergize it with your mind. But now that you're injured, you know, you can just focus more on the mind. And I, I you know, of course, this is a total disclaimer. You can take this advice or leave it. But 
uh, it may support you to look at eccentrics <clears throat> because eccentrics is a modality that I use and I've used with my kids when they had in injuries in soccer and taekwondo. Um, and it actually was created for injured athletes, like high level athletes. So um, you may take a look at that. E-S-S-E-N-T-R-I-C-S yeah. -S -S -E dot com. Eccentrics. So... <clears throat> And it's and it's called eccentrics because you use like uh, circular motions with the joints and um, it it creates a conversation with the uh, ligaments, tendons and the muscle tissue and the skeletal system. So, yeah, see, yeah. learn something new. I'll learn. Get it everywhere. Right. Receive it. and I'll use it. Yeah. So you didn't know you were going to get that kind of medicine today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> not, no, absolutely not. So I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So how is Taekwondo, you know, your whole family's involved in Taekwondo now. How has that changed your dynamic, like in your business, within your relationships, uh, inside the family? Yeah, it's definitely made me more aware of time, right? Because training, that commitment is you know it's a serious time time commitment and money and commitment and and going to take them to competitions and things like that so there's a lot of areas where i get to choose to say yes or no i mean that choice is always there but now i get to really be a time warrior that like hey can we meet at five like no five doesn't really work because in that time that's when we're getting ready we're meal prepping and we really got to go to the studio and and, and train Right. And it just within the family, I get excited when when the kids get excited about that. I, I try not to be too much of uh, what they call like a, a hockey dad, uh, you know, side like, come on, you're going to do it. Like, you know, I, I can definitely get intense and wild like that. And sometimes it's OK. My kids sometimes are like, Dad, can you just like, you know, you're embarrassed me. Like, leave us alone. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I got it. I'll fall back. But um. You know, kind of going back to last night. Last night was a really great session. The the lead coach, he had people like pairing up in matches, and he said, "Hey, we want you to do like a real simulation. So call up somebody, you know, one of your teammates to be your coach for that session." And my son, he's eight. He's like, "Dad, I want you." I was like, "No, like, oh, he, he chose me." And and then you would think like, "Okay, of course he would choose his dad," but you know, there's a lot of times where I try to give him advice and he gets frustrated, he gets annoyed. But last night he was he was really listening to me and we took a break in one of the rounds and I was just like, all right, take some deep breaths. Hey, this is what I see you doing well. Tighten up this area here, like this one or two things. And then he executed that, you know, to, to the T. So I think, you know, just on a family dynamic, it's brought us all a lot closer together because when you're on that mat and you're, you're competing against somebody, at least in my experience, like I can't really hear anybody else. Like I, I hear a little bit of noise and now I've recognized like, oh, me being so wild and nuts is probably throwing them off and messing them up. So I'll just, okay, good job. Cool. You know, just really staying cool and collected inside, you know, on the outside, inside. I'm like, you know, I'm dead. I don't want to like jump in yeah. there and get hurt. Like, 
I'm going to beat a little kid up. <laughs> you know, your little squirt, but but it's also fun for me to incorporate some of the things I've learned, you know, in coaching where I'll just I'll sneak some things in. And like when I hear them repeat it to other kids or they talk about it, I'm like, oh, they got it. Like they may not do it as I say, but they'll do it as I do. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. What a gift to be able to, to see like the fruits of your parenting, yeah. you know, and uh, get to spend your time with your kids in that way. So Sarah does it too. Yeah, she does it too. She doesn't really spar as much as we do. Uh, like the kids are on a competition team. So they're getting ready for a national tournament in July. And I just want to be sparring out there with them because I think it encourages them. It keeps them going. Mm -hmm. where we have this shared experience of what it's like because when you're in combat with somebody it's it's the most honest thing in the world and i would say that with boxing like it's the chamber of truth that's where it's going to tell you whether you've been doing all the things you said you were going to do like if you're going to eat right if you're going to run if you're going to um, strength train all these things it's going to show up you're going to find out really quickly. Have you been doing your drills? Have you been, have you really been um, executing the way that you said you are? That's going to show up. Someone's going to kick you in the head or you're going to miss a shot or you're going to get really tired, get out of position and, and, and start to fade. As I call it, when you see it like in, in like boxing, if you watch it on TV, you start to see like this momentum shift. You start to see somebody like just crumble inside because their conversation is going how do I get out of here? What am I here? I, I don't want to, I don't want to have this anymore. This hurts. This sucks. This is, and they want to get out. Yeah. Um, you know, that's true. Now my like life, you gotta, you just gotta find a way. Yeah. My, my experience with Taekwondo has been from the parenting side, you know, <laughs> I, let's see, I think I, I did try taekwondo once upon a time like when my 20 year old son was five you know so it's been a minute <laughs> but when i went to phoenix last week i did a kickboxing class and i and i know what you're talking about with the punches and stuff it's like wow yeah. this is not just a thing where you can just you know start punching a bag it's just like that bag that's that bag is like a person <laughs> you know yeah. you know and, and like like bruce lee said boards don't hit back bags don't hit back people do and that's where i love the fun of it because it's like coaching for me coaching's a emotional and mental martial art it's like am i too aggressive here am i too laid back am i at a position with this person where how am i being with this person right now and is it allowing them to express themselves are they feeling judged or whatever and with no regular combat it's like all right am i too close to this person i can't get full extension all right if i take a half step back oh all right let me move around a little bit catch my breath because i, I might be getting tired or i see they're tired oh now i can pick it up now i can really put the pressure on them and and break them and, and get my win yeah i i like that uh analogy between mental uh combat and uh no that's not what you call it you called it martial arts right yeah yeah martial yeah. arts and martial arts <laughs> martial art and mar oh i love it yeah. and i was just gonna ask what 
um, would you like to put in the space or what is your one golden nugget? That was quite the nugget, but I'm sure there's more. <laughs> Gosh, uh, I don't know if I have just one. I think, you know, kind of time back with this show, right? Being free to be and not being a slave to your own suffering, not being a, a prisoner. I have this example I give that I talk about this all the time with clients about the courtroom in our minds, right? We have the prosecution, our limited thoughts, beliefs, our doubts, all these kind of things. And then we have our defense and defense is what I'm control of. Defense is my real evidence of who I am, what I've done, the real tangible things. And I always, when the prosecution comes up and, and just know that it's always coming. <laughs> the thoughts are always there. They're always going to be there. There's no way to completely eliminate it. But I get the choice of, well, are you really true? Like, can you prove it to me that I'm this, I'm insignificant, I'm a loser? I'm, like, can you prove that? Because I have a, 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 a file cabinet of all these wins. I can just go, oh, yeah, yeah, here I, here I won. Here I served this person. I did this. So where does your thing align with that? Like, case dismissed. Like, yeah. Check your. No free. <laughs> yeah. Shackles off, handcuffs off. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for being here on the Free to Be show and sharing your your journey, you know, and um, letting us know that we don't really have to work for our ultimate joy. It just is. Yeah, it's always there. Just, just get out the way. <laughs> Move, fool. Get out the way. <laughs> get out the way. Step aside. <laughs> Doesn't have to even be a big like. I can't get out the way. Just, just, just a few degrees. Yeah, slight, just real slight. Yeah, that's 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 one of the things that I just learned. You know, in the kickboxing, he was just like, if you move too much, he's like just one, like small <laughs> movement. So yeah, thank you so much for that. And thank you, everyone who's watching live and um, who's listening, maybe later. Um, whatever golden nuggets you receive today, share that with another heart, share it with another soul. And I have yet another invitation for you. Um, next Wednesday, I am doing a virtual experience called, yeah, you didn't know about this. That's what's streaming on the bottom there. Um, what your diet says about your sex life. <laughs> so um, if you haven't signed up for that, food and sex. Um, so it's forward slash food and sex and the F and the S are capital. Thank you for being here. And until next week, be free. Thank you for listening to the free to be show. Thank you for listening to the Free to Be Show. Now take this time to go into the oceans of your mind and deeply reflect and introspect on your depth. What would it look like to create a sacred experience? What would it feel like to create a world where you have your ultimate joy, where you're completely aligned in your four minds. Are you ready for a sacred experience? Allow yourself 
content free. Connect with me at CordeliaGuffard.com.